0: Annyeong, and welcome to Halley Juku's 2014 year-end special. This is part three, the solo, duo, collab, Fans, etc. edition. Enjoy! <music> Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to another edition, another uh, segment, another part of our Fantabulous year-end special for 2014 here at Hallyu Juku. Uh, we've spent an entire calendar year with you and we decided to spend an entire week with you, uh, talking about how the year that was in East Asian pop culture. Um, this one's a very meaty subject because we're going to talk about basically everything else. <laughs> we're going to be talking about solo artists we're going to be talking about duos we're going to talk about talk about collabs we're talking about bands because the when it comes to East Asian pop culture it's very easy to kind of lump things up into there's boy idol groups there's girl idol groups and then there's everything else uh but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to talk about even with lumping like these groups uh <coughs> lumping these categories together there is still a lot of meat to to get into so there there let's get started let's not prolong this because otherwise, we have another two-hour episode. <laughs> we might still. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give people that, that
1: light like, insight. I, I I scrolled down to our next list, and we've been looking at these lists for weeks. But then, after realizing what happened with us with girl groups, and almost have happened with us with boy groups, I went, "Oh shit, we're gonna have to keep this tight." <laughs> and not just because you know I don't want us to not talk about it, but I don't want to give you a four-hour episode. <laughs> like, no, no. no one.
0: No, no, no interviews, no interviews. Uh, right, so let's, let's just get, get started. It. Let's talk about a couple of, uh, debuts that happened this year that, uh, impressed us though, mm-hmm. so, uh, they didn't do a lot and they didn't do, uh, make a big footprint, but they did impress us, uh, which was, uh, Unikim and Junmin Yuna Unikim had some really cool stuff on her own, uh, debuting solo, uh, but this duo was really cool, uh, was a cool release that definitely caught my attention uh jun minju is somebody that has been that was talked about as kind of being uh little boa <laughs> which was uh which was kind yeah. of a lofty claim and i would say she didn't necessarily obviously that's that's a big that's a big uh thing to kind of uh follow up on but she actually did impress and it was a solid track she impressed with her vocals uh, there was a moment where I confused her with the guest, the guest male vocalist. Cause she was lip syncing the, the male, I was like, damn. I was, I was, I was sitting there impressed like, damn, she got so she got a deep ass voice. I'm like, that's interesting. That's cool. Like somebody that like a, it's a bass. It's like a deep voice. I am like, no. Nah. And everybody was like, no, it's, it's, it's the male vocalist. He, he just isn't on screen right now. And she's lip syncing. It was like. Uh, but still, they, they had, a, they, they had a really cool song. They had a really cool song that I think impressed us when we listened to it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I really liked it. Like, uh, it, it, I don't know. It was, it was really good. I, I, I liked what I got from it. And it, it wasn't, I'm already going to say wasn't the thing that stood out to me this year in solo debuts, collabos. No. But I, I, I appreciated what I got from it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I really
1: like the, the
0: next one too, the dance moves. And then we got another uh, fantastic, uh, impressive debut uh, that really caught our attention with uh, Lee Michelle uh, coming out of I believe uh, I, I forget which show because there's like thirteen thousand uh, audition shows at any given time on on uh, in, <laughs> on Korean media of different genres. But Lee Michelle was one that impressed on I believe K-pop star because that was one where uh she was an SBS K-pop star. Uh she was one that uh, continuously impressed the judges, continuously impressed with her performances but didn't quite get the audience support uh that she she needed yeah. and ultimately got eliminated causing kind of JYP to call people out on their bullshit live on the show. <laughs> uh and part of that <laughs> part of that might have been to the fact that she is is uh, half black. She's uh, she is a mixed race, and she came out with a release after, and she got her. Own, she had to kind of go through some troubles because she was initially going to be in YG. She was going to be in a girl group with Lehigh and a couple other uh members. That group got dissolved, and everybody but Lehigh got kind of kicked to the curb. And then she had to find a new label, uh-huh. find a new agency, rework prepare herself and debuted with her own track that was a really impressive track and it was a really cool song the video was interesting it really played well off of the off of those struggles and off of the kind of the bullshit that she went through being you know uh being mixed race like the, the fact that you know the the image of uh that mural on the wall and all those uh, slurs written if, you know, that, that were translated from Korean, if, uh, you know, all in Korean, these slurs that she had written on the wall, like marking that, and then like the little girl lashing out, uh, against that. And it was a cool image, and it was a good song, and, and it was definitely impressive. And I, 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 I hope for more from Lee Michelle. She didn't, she didn't really do a lot of stuff beyond this. I think maybe she had like an OST. After this, or before this, or after this? Yeah. But I this think, was still yeah, an I think impressive. Was baby. No FD. Yeah. But this was still oop, impressive.
1: Oop, the bear falling.
0: <laughs> the bear, the bear, save the bear. Uh. But,
1: but yeah. Um, we'll, all right. So something that was kind of a surprise for well, all right. So the thing for me with Luma Michelle was I knew her from K-pop Star, and then I remember the song, and then like you said, there was really nothing else. Yeah, like it was just kind of oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was the year, and,
0: and kind of that's what happened. Yeah. Um, uh But yeah, that was that so, was Michelle' an impressive mm-hmm. debut, and I hope for the, for more from her. But as you were saying, something yeah, that like, impre- uh, surprised us.
1: one of those things where I'm gonna wait for more from her. But yeah, yes. so on to something that kind of surprised us a bit, like. Ugly Ugly Pumpkin, which is a kind of a rap group k- duo collab thing, is <laughs> yeah. one of those things where they're one of the things where that's why we didn't know what to name this category. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, they're, not, they're not a boy group. <laughs> like, yeah, no. no, no, they're
0: not a boy group. No, <laughs> but they are they are rappers and they are a group and they 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 are uh, group of musicians and they are talented and they, they do make cool, catchy music. And this song was so, a song that you go back and in the, in the, you go back to the episode where we, if you kind of search uh, on our website and look for ugly pumpkin on, on, you know, the, the hell, I think there's a search t- a thing on our, on our website. I hope, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't looked at my website. Um, you can look for that between that episode and now they it kind of we kind of forgot about it and i feel ashamed that we forgot about this song cuz this song is such a fun catchy song and ugly pumpkin are are, are hilarious and adorable and, and fun and like they seem like such cool guys and like they make such cool music like like ah uh, it's just so cool yeah
1: like i i really enjoyed the song from them and i think it was uh, kind of the only thing we got from them, really?
0: Yeah, the only the, kind of main thing, thing we got from them. Uh, and, and, and Hopefully, it's just that they kind of are doing things around and I, I, I want to look for more. Let's see, Ugly yeah. Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to find things <laughs> about them. Uh, You know... It, yeah, no... <laughs> Can't find, it's hard to find everything else, cause it's just, uh, but, uh, we, hopefully they're still doing their thing and they're just, uh, you know, composing and, and kind of, uh, preparing for their next, uh, their next release. Cause I imagine it's gonna be fun and, and, and cool. Hopefully they're still doing their thing. Um, but yeah. Moving on to something else. Uh, something, another really cool, th- uh, thing that we were at that, I know it caught my attention as like teasers were coming out and, uh, something that I knew was going to happen, uh, mainly because I had been following tangentially, uh, Serene Lee, aka Casper, uh, as she was kind of mm-hmm. putting out her own things and mix yeah, uh, tapes and releases. You're your, like your girl from this year. Like, <laughs> like <early laughs> in the- that's all you would talk about. was like, oh man.
1: Casper.
0: Like oh man, yo this chick Casper like oh like <laughs> yeah like, <laughs>
1: like, it was, like it was
0: like yeah it was impressive and then like she was saying uh, uh, she was on uh, different you know YouTube pages and uh, on solistic she would get appear uh, on there and she would talk about how she was preparing to debut in a group and we kind of found uh, we found out exactly what the group was she finally announced it, it was uh, Play the Siren on the label Belgian. so Uh, it's a label that ultimately started, it got some investment from SM, but it's still an independent label. Uh, puts out some really cool, interesting artists, including the original band that was named H2O, which threw me off because there's a band called H2O on that label. And I'm thinking, I saw that and I was like, hey, there's already a band called H2O. And then I looked up some information and saw that they predated the punk band by at least like 10 years. I was like, oh. Wait. Like, uh, oh. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Like, My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to disrespect you like that. No. No. But yeah. Back
1: to what you was doing. I mean, flip over your dinner
0: table. Uh. But play the siren was an interesting uh release because they were showing throwing out teasers of uh, including kind of uh their uh their like pre-release track, which I think was a really cool track. Uh, and talk about how their upcoming kind of, uh, debut teasing it. We found out that it was going to feature Luna of all people, uh, from FX. Uh, and, and it came out and it was actually a pretty cool song. It wasn't, you know, they, they were on music shows and it was this odd thing. like think, Oh, well this is this underground group. And then like, Oh wait, Casper's on a music show. What's going on? <laughs> like, I just know her as this YouTuber, and then suddenly she's appearing on music shows, and they definitely had a little bit of polish once they finally got in their debut, which was which is odd
1: well, to see. Also, like some of their first performances, we were like, "Oh, those are phoned in," <laughs> like, <laughs> like not even not even pay phoned in. Somebody picked up a cell phone and fucking and text someone. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but once they kind of, once they kind of figured out their shit, like, and got it together, they were, they were really good.
0: Yeah, they they were pretty solid. And, uh, Casper, uh, kind of under our constructed format in this video did really well, uh, like we said, we kind of poked fun at her because she couldn't, she didn't know what to do with her hands.
1: <laughs> what do I do with my hands?
0: But then again, we also, we also followed that up by reminding everybody about tops <laughs> early days of, uh, 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 this constantly, just this one hand and then a kick. <laughs> And then,
1: uh, 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 oh yeah, I uh, forgot I showed uh, you the fucking like the, the fucking family outings. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. So the, it, it, the early times happens to everybody. So there's nothing yeah. to be ashamed on. But we we love poking fun of her. I think I played sign with a pretty solid uh, debut this year. uh and I have to say, Uh let's. See. But getting getting
1: into the things that I think really kind of showed massive promise from this year, uh, which is lip service.
0: Lip service.
1: Lip service came out of nowhere. Which, yeah. So lip service kind of, like you said, came out of nowhere, was this, this kind of weird thing. But even as they went through the year, like, morphed into something else
0: <laughs> yes so they, they we we got this track and we were we, we would like we're told it's like all right this this like kind of aegyo hip-hop sound and it was called yum 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 or nyam 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 uh okay. and it was very hip-hop very very uh odd and very kind of uh energetic but like what what ended up kind of slowly but surely winning me over was the a the catchiness b how legitimately good they are as like rappers <laughs> mm-hmm. and how legitimately good the beat is like and you know the the dance move was pretty the dance moves were solid it was a fun song it was a little silly but it was different like it it didn't need to fit a mold of what's supposed to be hip-hop or what's supposed to be k-pop hip-hop like it was kind of its own thing and it was lip service's thing. And I, I, I dug it for that. Uh, and then it was a duo at first. And then they came out, uh, uh they announced that they were going to have a new member. Uh, they yeah, released that's with- The thing
1: that was really the big surprise was the, there's going to be a new member of this group that, you know, we kind of thought was already kind of established as a thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, and they came out with Too fancy uh which was an interesting i, I would say not uh it didn't blow our minds it wasn't it was but it was interesting it was cool and I, and I think over over time won me over i think the the beat was cool and and the they did they performed it well and it is a, it is a catchy song you know it is a catchy beat and a catchy song and and the dance is well done and of course it the, the videos it, it, it are, once again, simple video, uh, simple style. And when you see the live performances, you kind of see how, how having the third member can definitely contribute, uh, to, definitely. to kind of spacing out the sound, uh, and spacing out the performance. And I think, it, and, and of course, the one that I think that is easily forgotten, they also came out with another track, uh, Puppy Love. Which I don't know if they have a music video for it yet. Uh, they don't have a music video for it yet, but they did perform it on, on music shows. (laughs) Uh, and it was just kind of a small release. It didn't kind of make a big splash, but it was, it was a, a cute song. It was a more of a, more of a traditional subject matter, but it was, it was cutely done. It was well done and, uh, it was sung well and it was interesting. And, uh, this, uh, I, I first opportunity to really show the three-person dynamic, cause Anna was kind of added to Too Fancy, but didn't quite seem like she was, uh, part of the formula that was supposed to make up Too Fancy. It was almost like if she was, it was, uh, Too Fancy was made for the two-person lip service, but they got the third person in there and they're gonna add her into there. But. Yeah. It it seemed
1: like at its kind of beginning inception, it seemed a little bit forced. But once she once she kind of fit in, you know, in that sense, it it worked really, really well.
0: Yeah. Uh, and also can throw Anna right in there with the uh Korean uh Koreans in the music industry that I could mistake for Hispanic easily. Her, Ailey, Ashley. <laughs> you tell, you tell me, you tell me this girl was, uh, like Dominican. I believe you. <laughs> you tell me she was Dominican or something. I'm like, huh? Oh, that's cool. That, that, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 I buy it. I, that seems legit. Uh, uh, but yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, moving on to another, uh, re- another debut this year, a solo debut. Uh, not a new artist, but a debut nonetheless, uh, which was, uh, kind of a, one of the solo debuts of one of the main girls from Wonder Girls. Yeah. <laughs> which is interesting kind of called as a debut, but her official first solo album kind of coming out with her producer name, Hotsfelt. Um, an odd name, but actually ended up impressing me yeah. definitely, and I believe impressing you oh, as well. It, it the fuck out of me. Like I was just
1: like, well, you know, originally I was like, "That's a fucking another dumb name," and I, I think that's my trigger for like I should <laughs> shut the fuck up is when I think something's a stupid name, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a fucking dumb name. Why would you name it that?" Oh, okay, it 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 was the greatest thing ever. All right, all the <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. like so she came out with this song that if you told if, you, if if somebody told you the elements that make it up you would say no that's there's no way that works there's no way, that should not work that should not work it was like you know it had elements of uh modern uh dance it had elements of like electronic music like some uh dubstepy elements uh and like R&B and like soul and you think like, whoa, what, what? Like this, this that sounds dumb. And, but it, but she made it work compositionally and with the, the title track, Ain't Nobody. Uh, and it was a fantastic title track and it was well performed. It was interesting. It was something that was out there, uh, that impressed me. It was like musically. Uh, it ca it, it it you know it engrosses you, it catches your attention, it kind of keeps you hooked in. Uh, she it definitely is something that has uh, that could, if given the opportunity, could have crossover appeal even more than say anything that is hip hop influenced in K-pop, just because like this is something that has some elements that really are in tune to what's like out there and popular nowadays, like. <laughs> And, but it was well composed and well done and the whole album as well is really cool and cohesive and interesting and like knowing the fact that she had to fight JYP so much to kind of make it the way she wanted to make it, uh, was cool and it was just made for a really impressive debut from, from, yeah, from Yanni.
1: Like I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, it, it was, it, it it surprised the fuck out. I mean, that one, it was that good. And I mean, as long as Wonder Girls have been in the business, as long as they've been doing what they've been doing and they know what the fuck that they're doing, I don't know why I was so surprised by it. And I feel kind of bad that I was so surprised by it. You know, like, it's one of those things where you're like, why was I so surprised by that? Like, it's fucking Wonder Girls. Wonder Girls knows what the fuck they're doing. Like, yeah. There's no reason I should be surprised that Wonder Girl knows what the fuck that they're doing.
0: But yeah, but it is definitely impressive to see somebody from, like, a, a group like Wonder Girls break out into their own and find their own sound. Uh And that was definitely impressive. Uh And of course, when we talk about debuts this year, when you talk about collabs or, you know, duos or, you know, these kind of artists that debuted this year and really impressed us, There's one big, big, you know, musical juggernaut that blew us over all throughout this year, multiple times, uh, and from multiple angles, uh, with multiple swings, which is none other than Far East mentioned mannequins. Oh my God. Yeah. they Femme. fem,
1: fem Fem was such a surprise and it was so good. Like, God damn it. Like, like, the fucking anticipation for Femme now. Like, people are, like, so in love with them already. Like, it just is, like, people want to vote Femme, like, ruler of the world already. Like, yes. they're like, okay, um, here's your office, here's the keys to my house, like, you can fuck yeah. my mom whenever you want, I don't care. <laughs> you're, like, you're fucking awesome and amazing and, like, like, just, God damn it, Like,
0: yeah. Like, uh, the fantastic track. The one that caught a lot of people's attention, of course, was, uh, Fuck Boys Get Money. Fuck Boys Uh,
1: Get Money. Uh,
0: it kind of, like, first of all, not only for, uh, being, I think, one of the only pop songs I've ever heard to, uh, make a reference to Shane Victorino of the Philadelphia Phillies, (laughs) uh, (laughs) when, like, Victorino, like. He's on the. Uh, I, I would have to correct him. He's on the Phillies, so he doesn't quite win that as much as you think he does. But yeah. it's understandable. His his name is Victory. Uh, but but be. Besides that, Fuckboys Boys Want Get Money was was our was the the the. Twerk anthem that wasn't a twerk anthem and it was so creative and fun and cool and well constructed. Uh, it is such a cool idea. Just in general, femme is such a cool idea. Uh, it has a lot of elements that and you And I mean, know, like, we call- thought
1: it, we thought it was weird. Like, let's not put that, like, let's not. Yeah, it
0: to- was weird. We thought it was weird as fuck. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> there's no way around that, that we didn't yeah. think
0: it was weird.
1: But, but when yeah. you
0: start kind of peeling back, and you realize how much of it is like, okay, this is this is the front of this, but this is also a huge kind of creative effort uh, to kind of make really cool, interesting music and videos and fun videos, and it it is it is songs and music videos that really fit in tune with what you know is popular around kind of <laughs> in, in pop music. Like there are, you know. It, it is weird, but there's a lot of weird music videos out there and, and it fits in and, and the girls are fantastic. And you get, and, and not only fuck boys get money and then that wasn't enough. And th- this is, we found out that they had already released like two or three videos prior to this. And then they were just, they they could not be stopped. Uh, they were releasing music videos every, like every couple weeks at the, like, or even faster. Uh, things like, uh, tracks like The Real Thing, mm-hmm. um, so, like, in, it, it, it was
1: one of those things where, like, shit came out so fast, like, it came, <laughs> like, it was, like, every week there was a new release from them, and it was good, and we were just like, what, like, can, what, can you do that, like, is that acceptable, yeah. dude, like. Can everyone at least be that
0: fucking awesome? Yeah. So and it's like, I mean, all right. For me, hands down, Femme wins the year best yeah. Yeah. solo Your best debut of like solo date, solo duo, collab thing. Best debut, hands down, from us here at, at Holly Jugu. Uh, yeah. There's so many videos. Go ahead, check out the videos. Uh, it's just so much entertainment, so much fun. Uh, but yeah, stamp it, Fem. The best, you the best,
1: you the best, you the best. Slice, slice, slice.
0: Um, hey. all right, so comebacks, established acts. Let's get into it. There's a lot Let's of cracker neckles. There's a lot. So we're to talk we're about. gonna
1: move. We're gonna move through there. There's, there's gonna be some ones we 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 maybe hang on a bit, but I think we're uh, gonna move
0: through this. We're going to move this to this pretty quickly because I want to talk I think about think This couple quick ones.
1: first one for you, like, is, is mean something.
0: <laughs> it means something. Uh, it is specifically a track and, I, uh, uh, it is just this one song because the album is, is good. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was, uh, mind blowing. But this song was just something else. It's Guy In of Brown Eyed Girls with her, with a song that was never meant to be a promotional single, but she put it out there. It was a great creative effort featuring, featuring Bumpkey. Uh, called "Fuck You." Uh, this is just a song called "Fuck You." Uh, and if you remember the, uh, if you remember, if you know the song "Bloom" and how much that one was kind of like a, an exciting, uh, exciting song about kind of, well, that was a song about sex and the kind of all the good, positive things about finally, ha- you know, having sex with somebody you really love. Uh, you know, and and it's also about a music video in which a guy in masturbates in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah that happens <laughs> <laughs> uh guy's fuck you has a, almost called been called the inverse of that <laughs> like the the reverse like the the downside the dark side of like a sexual uh, a sexual encounter and specifically it, it what's so great about this again a it's a really well written song it's a really well done song it's a really well composed song it's strangely alluring and it, it's such a ballsy song to do a song about domestic abuse and rape. Like, for a pop musician, like, if, like her status to just put it out there and just make a song about domestic abuse and rape. And specifically do a couple of things that she did great. It's a very alluring song. It's not a, it's, it has a lot of it that's catchy and enticing. And mm-hmm. which makes sense musically because that's so much like, and, and, you know, it makes the, the, the kind of the guy, the uh, abuser, a good looking guy, a very talented, good looking actor, uh, because it very much goes to the point of most sexual abuse happens, uh, from people you know and people that are close to you. Like, a lot of people that are sexually assaulted are sexually assaulted by somebody that's close to them, especially people that are in relationships with, and you can, and it, it goes back to this cycle of like, well this, it's this person that I'm attracted to and I love, and what, uh, but like, this isn't right, but it, it's, well I don't know, and, and it's this uncertainty, and just, it works well on a music theory level, and it's just like, it's so ballsy. I love Guy in for this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I really liked it. Like it was it was one of my favorite songs this year. And you know, I love anything with fucking Sonny and then like just fucking Gaia in general. It's just she's fucking amazing at what she does.
0: Yeah, like oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving on. I, I I could gush on about this forever, but moving yeah, on to
1: this one. Well, like the next couple, <laughs> like um, kind of solidified my year uh fucking the comeback of rain 30 sexy like the rain effect
0: yes oh good so good (laughs) it was such an early release it was like one of the first things ever released and uh and it was just amazing uh and uh also i get to type in 30 sexy and automatically switch my scene okay um (laughs) because i typed in three um so it it was just a, a couple of fun tracks. This and LA song were just some fun tracks, some hot jams. There were just some quality quality songs that just kind of infected you. And uh, it it is it is crazy to think, and it, it it kind of feels like it happened a long time ago because it did. Like it more or less happened. Almost a year ago, <laughs> like, like because it, this one, this video was published on January first, 2014. <laughs> yeah. So like, it, it laid light into the new year. Yeah, and it it started off the year with a bang, uh, because we weren't getting a big bang.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> no. So so you know we got rain instead. Uh, but yeah, rain rain is shit. <laughs> like he just walk up in the scene like what I'm um, shit. <laughs>
1: right. And I mean, like, uh, even even if you thought, like, oh, all you're going to get from Rain this year, new album. Nope. Motherfucker, like, spaced that shit out, did a cute little reality show, fucking, and then was in dramas,
0: like, yeah.
1: and in, in movies. You did a movie with Bruce fucking
0: Willis. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, so. I saw the DVD. He's nowhere on the cover of it, but... If you look on the back <laughs> and look at the credits, it says Junji Hoon, aka Rain. And I'm like, that's the dude right there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a fantastic release and we, we, we love Rain and we love hearing new stuff from Rain. Uh, but yeah speaking of somebody else who had another fan who had a fantastic year uh just in general we would talk about let's talk about J park in general for a little bit before we get into wow, anything Jay else J park aomg in general another like we talked about at the beginning of the year it plays into hashtag year of the rapper uh J park and oh, aomg doing further releases here and there kind of just we could go in for uh forever about like each individual release and not all of them work great there was kind of some hits and misses some some stuff Definitely. wasn't perfect yeah. but it was more just more and more stuff like you know to solidify the brand uh jay park kind of that uh that so good track was a fantastic tribute to michael jackson uh who it, it was just some really cool stuff from from jay park and aomg in wait, general
1: like that the album that um Loco just put out, like, I've been listening to some of it, it's really fucking good, man, like, it's, it's pretty fucking good, like, uh, and knowing that, like, some of the songs that he did, like, uh, were meant to be Jay Park songs, <laughs> and he just going like, yeah, I, I reworked them a little bit and made them my own, like, like, that's the type of shit you're supposed to do when you're, like, you know, this young artist on, this kinda of young budding label and you trying to stand out. Like you're like, yeah, I, th- I took some of the boss's music and, and <laughs> made it my own.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, and, and, and you know, loco putting out stuff. Doki, uh he he's not everybody's favorite, but he, he you know, he put out some, some work and he put out some hilarious songs and <laughs> some some, <laughs> some 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 you know some uh very uh high effort songs, I'll say. Let's call yeah. them high effort. <laughs> high effort, <laughs> just to be nice. Yeah, the guys, uh-huh.
1: guys over at Illionaire. I mean, at this point, yeah, know, they're pretty much part of ALMG
0: because like, <laughs> they they all run in that same circle, like, Yeah, and that's <laughs> how. ALMG, and that uh, and Illionaire. that's more of J Park. J Park infusing further that Western style hip hop with, you know, kind of Korean the the way he knows and he grew up with when it comes to hip-hop and doing it over there uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and you know bringing it out there kind of having the his label and his people and then also being part of a bigger you know collective it's something that uh was done before by you know tiger jk did it with the the collective like you know tiger jk you know mfbty and dynamic duo and and a bunch of other people all kind of run in their circle. They're kind of that old school, uh, you know, circle and, you know, Epic High is part of that collective. Well, they're doing something similar with these, you know, with these young rappers and artists, uh, where, you know, they, they're all kind of, they all collaborate together and all create music together, which is cool. Um. Of course, it's not for everybody. Of course, it's very much like there are some of it where it kind of gets silly, but as far as creating a brand and kind of really building it out and making it, further creating a name for himself in, in the industry, kind of solidifying his spot as one of those artists that everyday Koreans actually like and respect in music, uh, Jay Park had a solid year. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Kyari Pami Pami. Because I always want to talk about Kyari Pami Pami. And, uh, she, she had some really solid releases this year. Not as, uh, not, at, not the, not to the level of Pompon and, and some of her classics. But she still has some, uh, some, uh, solid releases this year, like, uh, Kida Kida Killer. Uh, and I know one where she played Wii games against somebody else and, uh, uh, is that, what was it? Nidari, Bang Bang. Uh, let's see. Yeah, just some solid releases. And we can't get enough of uh Kiari Pami. Uh, it's just, right, again, solidifying her career, doing more commercials, touring everywhere, apparently meeting Ariana Grande at some point, probably teaching her what music is about and teaching her what it is to be with. Because <laughs> you know what? Don't be Don't all right, all right, Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cardi is a sweetheart, uh, she wouldn't do that, uh, we can't, we, but yeah, having another solid year, I have to say, not not the same year she's had before, but she's further, you know, still, she's still doing her thing, she's still ranking in the money, and she's still doing commercials, so, you know, can't, can't knock her style, and you, she was definitely somebody that we... Uh, th- there's a reason, uh, the, a big. Uh, uh, let's be honest. There's a big, a big reason why I included the Juku and halyu Juku is because I wanted an excuse to talk about Kari Popping Palmi.
1: Oh yeah, is just a... is amazing on on like so many levels, and like he, he, you can only expect good shit from her. Like you can only expect that the things that she does and the things that she puts out are going to be Top notch, like, high level, like, just shit that is just amazing.
0: Yeah. And, uh, it's something where, uh, I think, like we said, like I said, with our boy band episode, we're going to try another, uh, uh, you know, like we said with our boy band episode, we're going to try to put the Juku back in Heli Juku and not just talk about AKB 48 and Katy Pomu you And we're going to try to make sure we're keeping track of. Like many artists, like you know, uh, Namiya Namiya Murō, uh, Utada, see what she's doing. A lot of, and maybe people that are, you know, actually maybe more well known, and people are screaming at us like, do this person. And I was like, uh, we'll 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 check them out. I promise. We'll try. We'll try. Uh, but yeah, Catty, we love you. We love you, Catty. All right. So what have we got next? All right. So we got next. uh I think somebody that we always have to talk about when you talk about not idle everybody else, which is classic Wire project had classic Wire project is, uh, had another solid, solid year of releases and another solid year of music production, another fantastic album, uh, highlighted by, uh, the video that I featured on the show still on by your side. Uh, but, but, uh, you know, as well as other songs and other releases with a big album. Classic Wire Project is, is a group that is always a contender for, for that, that group that is going to impress you whenever they do something, like just at, at any, at any point, like whenever they decided, Hey, we're going to do a thing this year. It's like, you know, that it's going to be impressive on some level.
1: I mean, I love... Well, you know. I've always loved Classic Hire Project because they have one of my favorite OSTs ever. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they have one of my favorite OSTs ever. Like, of fucking all times. With the song that they did for my lovely Sam Soon. Yeah. Yeah. So they all always have a space in my heart. You know, they didn't have the greatest year, but they're one of these things that, like, they kind of come along and, like, like, just do what, like, is needed of them.
0: They do what they do and they, and they do it solidly and they put out some quality music. And I think that's the, the the main thing. Uh, they're always going to be right there on, on the forefront of kind of the public landscape when it comes to popular music. Uh, but yeah, Classic Choir Project, always a group to check out, always a group to talk about when you talk about, uh, like, uh, the main big groups in music that aren't idols. Uh but yeah, moving on to uh gonna keep a good pace going. Uh this year was another fantastic band year for Ailey. Uh Ailey, coming off of uh the kind of the craziness that was 2013, uh went ahead and made twenty fourteen a solid year for herself. Uh first of, uh, kind of a couple big releases Uh, one big release being Singing Got Better, which was a fantastic ballad, uh, is a ballad that it doesn't sound like ballads usually sound in Korean music, uh, and a big part of that is the punch that she gives the vocals, um, uh, Singing Got Better, uh, uh, Noregan Nourisa, Noregan Nourisa, um. Is a really solid release. Really, it's not mopey. As you usually get with ballads, it's not mopey. It has a punch and it has it has a bite to it. Uh, and I think as best exemplified, I think in the article, uh, that Asian, I believe, that has been posted on Asian Junkie, uh, from Pop Reviews. Now that they included her, uh, on their top like the top 50 list at at number, uh, number nine other top songs for this year. Uh and it, they they talked about how it, you know had it, had a pop edge to it, that uh, had a fire to it, particularly in the arrangement, the the drum line, the kind of way you don't see in the ballads, the kind of springy string, you know, and the fact that, you know, the punch in the chorus from from Ailey's vocals. Like Ailey, like Ailey just has some really quality vocals. Like she, she does have the thing where she could fall into, uh, the VH1 Divas. Look how many notes I can sing and look at me do these like vocal gymnastics and these runs and whatnot. And it, it's like, but she does it well. And when she kind of can be, uh, given a quality song, she can make it, make it even better. Uh, and she has. I uh, she has definitely impressed me this year, especially. I, I I I liked her before, but she has definitely impressed me this year with this, and then also with uh, "Don't Touch Me" in her uh, magazine album.
1: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, she she really kind of had this really good year. Like, there's only one other solo female artist that we're gonna talk about in a bit. Well, two, but really one that like. I think kind of solo wise, solo female artist wise, had a good
0: year. Yeah. And uh Yeah. And and, and for me, <laughs> and that and that's that big juggernaut. But she still had that fantastic track. It's and it's, it's don't touch me, it's just so much fun. It's such a fun track. Uh and it's so catchy. And it's like uh has such a cool sound to it and I still jam to it, uh, on a constant basis. <laughs> uh, and she, you know, she also did like cool stuff like co- collaborating with Dynamic Duo and appearing on, on Gecko's, uh, solo release. Uh, it was, you know, another, another fantastic year for, uh, for Ailey. Uh, but moving on to another, another guy to, okay, so a couple of, uh, like, solo debuts from artists uh-huh. that we know from not being solo. Uh, we're talking about with, uh, first of all, Gary finally coming out with the solo debut, uh, with Mr. Get and putting out some, like, hip hop and being, like, hard <laughs> and no, actually I love, impressing. No, I wouldn't say hard, but actually but impressing yeah
1: no we well, we'll have one Gary dude He's fucking Gary like and did, then did we not think it was gonna be good like I thought it was gonna be fucking good like I I anticipated this being fucking
0: exceptional yeah yeah and it was it was impressive uh to say the least and uh it will it worked out so well uh and it, it was just a little mini album, uh, you know, had a couple of cool tracks, a shower later, which is fun and kind <laughs> of, you know, slightly immature, but, you know, it had that like kind of, uh, like that, uh, you know, his kind of style of being like immature perverty <laughs> <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, but it, it really did impress. And it had a couple other tracks that were really cool and impressive. Uh, and kind of an interesting look at him just being him, rather than him being part of Lee Sung. Uh, yeah. And he, you see why he's, why he, why he impresses. Uh Another one that, uh, you know, a duo, a guy in a duo that impressed in his solo release, which was Gecko, Gecko, Oh. Gari and Gecko.
1: I was wondering what you were trying to sneakily add in there. I
0: was like, what are trying <laughs> to add all of a sudden? <laughs> you caught me uh gecko with his uh with his solo album debut had just a pr- pretty monster cool little um, it, you know uh ambitious album really well done album with red and gray mm-hmm. uh had a bunch of really cool like uh guest appearances well, like guest- it's
1: it, it's something he had been working on for years you know what i'm saying yeah. like it had been this thing that was like years in the making, like, and had releases
0: yeah, so already. And, uh, yeah. and it did not disappoint. Like, <laughs> like it did not disappoint, uh, at all, uh, red and gray. Uh, but yeah, Gary impressed, uh, H- H- Mr. Gay and then Gecko. Both the dog, dog guys. <laughs> the, the dog and the dog nose. <laughs> both guys, uh, impressed. Uh, but speaking of red. <laughs> uh, speaking of red, oh, we had our girl god. Yana.
1: Yana. Oh my god. As we the, the queen bitch.
0: <laughs> the queen bitch. Uh, HBIC of 4 minute. Uh, also the most adorable uh lovable person <laughs> to ever to ever be considered a uh, Ridiculous Queen uh Diva. Yeah. (laughs) Like, came out with her solo release, her solo album, uh, called, uh, A-Talk. Uh, the chief promotional track on that being Red, and it was fantastic. It had a giant banana, it had dudes in monkey hats, (laughs) uh, it had Hiana slapping some, uh, a, a really voluptuous butt. Um it had, uh, one swole ass black dude as a backup dancer. <laughs> like, uh, it had, uh, just, it had so much fun. It had costume changes, jorts, uh, actual monkeys. <laughs> like what, what more could you ask for? <laughs>
1: Like it, it, it was fucking Hannah at her best. Like she, she just knows how to perform. I think like, like between fucking her solo shit, fucking troublemaker. Like she just like she just wants to keep performing. Like she just doesn't want to have a reason to stop fucking performing.
0: Yeah. Um. Ever. Like and- and, and there's, you know, the, the, the ass slapping. You gotta love it. And it's just, she has such a, a charisma. Like, th- all of this could be, would be lost and would be laughable uh if it was done around somebody else. But she has such the charisma and personality and, like, presence to carry all this wacky silliness. And, like, th- she has the confidence in her performance to carry this, like... You would never, let's be honest, you would never mistake her for the greatest singer in the world, or necessarily the greatest rapper in the world, or necessarily like that, but she is one of the best performers in K-pop, and she has one of the, the most commanding presences. She has, she has a commanding presence that, that can't be not denied. And she is also hilariously adorable. If you've ever seen her on variety shows or... Uh, on her, like, little, uh, reality show, the, uh, pre-month, uh, that she had, which was adorable and fun and so funny. Uh, I'm
1: fucking, I just, I just, I love Hyanna. Like,
0: Hyanna. like, Hyanna, is life
1: that's what I've learned this year is like, I was like, the, the more and more I saw, like, and then I was like, oh man, I really like Troublemaker. Oh man, I really like this. Oh shit, all this shit is Hyanna. <laughs> like, yes. I love Hiena. Like, she's so yeah. amazing. Like, I want to give her this year, but, uh,
0: it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. As much fun as this is, no, you know, there's some big juggernauts that, that are unstoppable. Uh, and let's talk about something else. Uh, let's talk about, uh, another, uh, debut, another solo debut, uh, for another fantastic artist. We have Taeyong yeah. finally coming out with the album that he had been teasing when, when we were going to, you know, have Ringa Linga. Uh, we finally got the full album with Rise. And, and talk about a juggernaut.
1: <laughs> can I, yeah, I'm going to say, like, straight off the gate, I was fucking surprised it was that good. I thought it was yeah. kind of going to be pretty mediocre. <laughs> like, I was like, eh, it's going to be okay at best. <laughs> like, but yeah. I, I'm not expecting the world to shake from fucking young, but he shook the fucking world <laughs> with that. Yeah. Like, it uh... was so... Fucking good. And the more and more I listened to each song, I was like, God damn, this kid is actually good. Like, what? Yeah,
0: when he isn't doing, when he isn't, uh, G Dragon's, uh, puppy dog, he, (laughs) he really does shine on his own. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Um, he, with, I, you know, with so many tracks that were so good on that song, of course, Ring we had, uh, Talked about previously. I think it was even like la- a- a late last year that we yeah. had like talked about it and covered it on the show. It was our second episode. <laughs> our <laughs> second episode ever was called Ringalinga Ramen Noodles. <laughs> uh, nom nom Ringalinga Ramen Noodles because it was that long ago that we were talking about Ringalinga, but it was included on this one, including other songs, including Eyes, Nose, Lips, which turned out to be oh the song. The like song. The, the, <laughs> it got covered several times. It is like uh including uh uh one of i think one of the best covers and I think one of the best performances almost transformative performances which was tableau's English version of the song, which turned into its own fantastic release so Taeyong I'm gonna, had... A, i'm gonna
1: say this I like the tableau version better,
0: oh yeah, <laughs> I like the tableau because it's just. Then it, it, it has so much raw emotion on that one. This one yeah. is really cool. It's a really great R&B song that it builds well. It has a great kind of release to it and, uh, compositionally it's fantastic. But Tableau's version, like just lyrically, uh, and we're talking about, you know, Tableau and he included it on, uh, Epic High's releases here, which we also should mm-hmm. talk about. Eisner's uh, fantastic album, *Epic High*, another fantastic album. Oh my including god! Including Tableau's cover. I, of... I need,
1: I need to buy that. I, I I'm so, I, like, I don't know why it's not already in my physical possession, and why I don't own seven copies of it. Cause fucking shoebox is the shit. It is so fucking good, man. Like so
0: many fantastic tracks. So not just including uh, Tableau's cover of uh, No *Lip*. Was just so creative and so like, uh, cool and intense vocally and lyrically, and had such a cool like style to it. It was well done. It was well written, well sung. Like Young's inclusion in the song was well done. Uh, mm-hmm. then you had all their jams like "Born Hater," "Born yeah. Hater." Oh, <laughs> uh, it it it. it like, this is su- where
1: we could get lost. Cause as soon as I say fucking,
0: like, I knew we were gonna gush over Shoebox. Shoebox was so fucking good, man. Like, yeah. oh, we could talk a little bit about Born Hater. There's so many fantastic that Born Hater was just a really great single, uh, it, it was, again, it's one of those tracks that was not destined for promotional work, you know, just cause yeah. of the of this, uh, nature of the song, but it was so well done. It was the, the, the formatted, the for, the vertical formatting, the fact that they make the video. vertical video work, like, it actually made it work <laughs> because it can, it can find the visual, I, uh, landscape. I love
1: the thing that happens whenever we show it to anyone is they go, is this fucked up? Is this supposed to be like
0: this? <laughs> like, yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be like when that. When
1: they when they finally get it, they're like, "Oh fuck, okay." <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it 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 confines your your eyes into these little corridors, and uh and it kind of feels your trap. And uh, it contributions by you know by all the artists involved so fantastic. Like, uh we, we talked about it before. We talked about Epic Highborn here. Go check out that review. We, we, we don't want to go on forever and ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was just a fantastic album. It, you know, sounds like this, sounds like Burj Khalifa, sounds like, uh, uh, like I, I, it's hard to just pick like two or three to talk about, but like, uh, uh, just keep an eye out for a future record breakers where, where I will bring the album up and I will go in yes. depth on that episode. <laughs> Subscribe <laughs> yeah. to the Rally Podcast <laughs> yeah. TV
1: just letting you know now, I need to be on that episode. <laughs> yes.
0: We will be doing that. So keep an eye, subscribe to Rebel, subscribe to Record Breakers on, on, on iTunes or, uh, you know, if you're already art, you know, subscribe to our YouTube and keep an eye on that because I'm going to go in depth on that because it's time to, it, we gotta, we gotta keep going. <laughs> uh, Epic, fantastic. Uh, moving on. I think, uh, artists that we have to talk about it just because that they're all, they're always at the forefront of, artists that are in the mainstream and, uh, and important right now in the landscape. Uh, first off, IU. IU. Oh yeah. Doesn't
1: again, can't
0: <laughs> doesn't, doesn't get any better. IU doesn't get any more. Yeah. IU is, and uh, she does this so elegantly. Yeah. IU, uh, let me see, I'm gonna to try to find the date, uh, or no, Red Shoes one this year. But IU had some really fantastic collaborations, really t- fantastic work, uh, doing things left and right, uh, you know, coming out with her album. Let me see, was this this year? No, this was at the end of last year. She had, a, end of last year, she had Red Shoes and that whole album. And then this year, she had an album where she would cover old, like, uh, classic, like Korean pop songs. Uh, that was received very well. She also collaborated with our with our next artist, so she she had another solid year. IU being IU and constantly being in the landscape, and she had a great contribution to our next artist, which is Satayji. Satayji,
1: but just Satayji.
0: Satayji. Satayji is is. Would you say the most important version, the most important person in, in modern K-pop? Like, he basically created modern K-pop. Like, Satayji and the boys started it. And then everything came after that. Uh, and then, like, he's been, he's been so many transformations, just looking at it and not even knowing it. And just from, uh, passing observation, looking at his information, it just seems like he has been so, through so many transformations and so many cool things that it's just so interesting. Uh, and he had a couple of solid releases this year, uh, one of which was a collaboration with uh, IU in which it, they each did their own cut of the song uh, So, so Dung, uh which is a very, uh very solid, really creative song that ties into kind of uh uh so childhood and kind of how it reflects the history of of korea during kind of uh it's kind of uh past like in it almost like super recent past like it's the 80s when they were under basically uh uh What's the word? Uh, dictatorial rule. Like they yes. were under a dictatorship as recent as like the eighties. Like they like they've been through some shit. Like, and you know, air raid sirens and, uh, you know, like you know, I think like the conscription uh, issue was bad now is bad now. Like think back then and, but it reflects it so well. And it's this video that invokes those like, feelings of being a kid in those times and like uh, the confusion of that time and it's just about his childhood and uh, it's so so well done and, and some really cool quality uh, acting performances uh, especially with the female in the video who we know as being uh, from Good Doctor and uh, My Love from Another Stars uh, the fantastic actress uh, on there and it's just it was a really cool release. And then the other track that I really dug was Chris Maloween. <laughs> Chris Maloween, uh, is just a fun song. It's just a fun song. And I've seen the performance, uh, perform it on, uh, on some music, on like VRN music shows. Uh, and it's just a fun kind of weird video. It's very Nightmare Before Christmas style video and song and like, the performances are cool and like the keyboardist acts all weird and creepy and it's, it's, it's so cool. Uh, did, did you get a chance to check out these tracks and check out Sateji's contribution to the year? I didn't really check out the Sateji stuff. Like I, I know some
1: Sateji stuff, but like I just, I, I just, I never, I never got around to it. Like I'm not yeah. gonna lie, like it was just kind of oh, nah, kind of yeah. thing, you know. Um,
0: uh, but yeah, I, I think there were. It, it's always important. He's it, always gonna be somebody that you keep an eye out whenever he decides to do things, Uh even if they are mildly butt rock influenced. <laughs> uh, but it, 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 was, it was some pretty solid releases, and he, you know, he is Satagi. Uh, you gotta give him his props anytime he decides to show up and, 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 and give us some tunes. Um. Uh, but yeah, let's start getting into some of the meat and potatoes. Uh, let's talk about some of the, the interesting artists. Uh, he uh, we talked about Sistar a couple episodes, you know, during our girl group episode. Uh, we, this year was interesting. This year was the year of the collab. I say, we thought about hashtag year of the rapper. It was also hashtag year of the collab. Let, let's start with Yonin. Hyoden had a couple of things. Hyoden specifically had a pretty solid season. a pretty solid year. Uh, first of all, the main big thing was she was, you know, there was a lot of, I, mean, I think every K-pop artist, uh, female or otherwise, uh, had a cover of Let It Go this year. Uh but there was only one artist that actually was officially on the actual soundtrack as the Korean version singer, which was Hyo And she did it fantastically. Um, it was a fantastic rendition. And she also had a collab of her own, which was, which was, a, which was really cool. And sound, it was like a really cool track, uh, and contributed well with our season, with our year this year. Um, uh, But aside from her, uh, let's talk about some of the collabs this year. Yeah. Uh, this is the part I'm excited about. Like I, the, Sataiji
1: the Kyordin stuff was kinda mad this year for me, but like, this collabo stuff was so fucking good, and one of these is gonna get the year. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, so what, let's, before we get into the big ones, uh, let's talk about uh, one that, we shouldn't, uh, forget, which was Reina, uh, she of, uh, orange caramel or, you know, uh-huh. tangentially after school, uh, collaborating with Sonny.
1: You're just not going to give him any respect to after school, are you? No, nah,
0: no. Nah. Uh, collaborating with Sonny and with, it, with a fantastic track of a midsummer's night sweetness. Uh, and, you know, lost in with like the, the, again, the big juggernaut that was the big collaboration. This was a, fantastic track this was a super catchy fantastic track you know it has sani who uh i think we're both fans of uh Raina, who i adore uh and it was a fun track wasn't it
1: um i mean the sani and Reyna, the sani and Reyna stuff i i i enjoyed it's just it wasn't it was more Reina's style of things than it was yeah. Sonny's style of things, you know? And I wanted yeah. more of a mix from them. But I still really, really enjoyed it. Like, I still really, really liked what I got.
0: Yeah, it was cute and fun. It was, uh, it was catchy and it was, uh, had a fun video to it as well. Like all these collaborations, like the main thing, they had really fun, cute videos and, and, I, and I kind of liked it. And no, uh, it was a, it was a thing to have super cute, like, like, uh, re- you know, Puppy love relationship songs for this, but, uh, it was done really well. And, and actually Raina had another collab, uh, which she did like, this is like the, the, you know, getting together song. And she had one that was like the ultimate breaking up song. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was also fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Raina had a pretty solid year and, uh, or, you know, I love Orange Caramel and I'm looking forward because now, you know, I'll, I'll say it again. Apparently Lizzie, the other third of, uh, Orange Caramel is going to have a trot album.
1: Oh my God. I'm hyped for that.
0: <laughs> I am hyped yeah. for that. Cause you know, I love Day uh, trot music.
1: Yeah. You know, I love me some
0: Day trot music. You know, and I, I'll dig, I, I dig on some trot music. Like, like, oh it is just so much fun when it's done well. And Lizzie's such a fun personality. She's going to own it so much. Uh, but yeah, fantastic stuff on Orange Caramel on a single level. Uh, but the queen, when it came to collabs this year, none other than Slay You Herself, So You. Uh, she recently had a solid contribu- solid collaboration with Urban Zagapa. Again, people that are super respected and super well known by everyday Koreans, uh, all throughout. The male uh, versions of Urban Zakapa, where she basically said, "Hey, I really like Urban Zakapa. How about I become that female singer instead of her?" (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She was like, "Hmm, I wonder if I could like take her out and like be her for for one song." (laughs) It was like, "Uh, sure." And then they realized, like, "Uh, well, you you plus collaboration means money, so fuck it." What's it? <laughs> like, how do you, you, what do you, how do you say no to that?
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, like is that a thing you do? Do you do? Can you say no to that? Like, I can't say no. To? To? <laughs> right, like, like, how do you look at Soyu and go, no, you, no, we're not gonna let you do that. <laughs> like, cause she's, like, it's just like, it, it, it fucking dominated, dude. Like, it took over Hands down. There was no way around that, that the Soyu collabs were the greatest thing to hit Korea since fucking chopsticks.
0: Yeah. Like, and then, of course, the big, and we talk about the, the Urban Zakappa, and the reason that they couldn't turn it down was the big money maker. The hands down most downloaded, uh, track, the most streamed track, the most, uh, listened to track, it was everywhere. That was Soyu and Go. Uh, featuring Little Boy from Geeks, our uh, boy, you know, Little Boy of uh, Geeks. Uh, some, mm-hmm. some was just a juggernaut. Some was everywhere. Some everybody knew the song. Everybody heard the song everywhere. It was every coffee shop in you know in Seoul was playing it at some <laughs> point. Like it was just yeah. that track, and because it, it was just infectious, fun, cute. The video is cute. Uh, and it really it it put so it it solidified so you is like miss slay you uh and more than anything i mean it had such power that it it put the slang term sum on the mainstream map like it's funny to think about that like people have, it's something that I, I saw people talk about and and you know recent comments and and people when people talk about some it's like Some was something that I knew was a, 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 for those that don't know, some as a term is a word for like kind of that initial stage in a relationship where you kind of are attracted to each other and you're kind of flirting, but you're not sure if you're going to, if you're dating or you're going to date or, you know, there's something going on, but it's not quite like official or, or, you know, you, you're not quite sure yet, but there's something going on. Hence some, you know, something's going on. And it was something that was said amongst young people, and it, it was a fairly popular term. And then this song was such a juggernaut that it, now you have like little Ajumad saying, knowing that what, uh, you know, do you have some with him? Hey, hey, granddaughter, you have some with that guy? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> like, that's just a weird thing to think about your, your fucking, your grandma just being like, you some? <laughs> like, what? On, no, stop. like uh, those things you just you don't want your grandma to to you about <laughs> uh,
0: yeah it it just it would happen, and of course, like it was just the you undisputed don't want champ.
1: talking to you about some
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. uh, but it was just so like and and one of the things that you you had mentioned uh when we were talking about uh on our uh when I brought it up the the uh urban zacapa track, uh. You know, it is uh the disgustingly cute, but in a good way. <laughs> uh I it, it you can say that about both these tracks and both these videos, like uh Boda uh Baro and uh Dasam were adorable. And kind of you've seen the back and forth and like them like claiming, No, it's not a date, it's a date, no it's not a date, and then texting back to you like, eh, I don't know, maybe and then like them like finally meeting up, it's it's adorable. Like it, it, we could go on and on forever about the the song and, and a lot of people you know say things extensively and there's probably a lot of reviews out there detailing exactly what this song meant for this year but it is it is the song of 2014 uh some no, is definitely the song really.
1: of like, like she she used that that those songs and that shit to like fucking dominate the year like no other like the way she did that with those those collaborations was
0: crazy Mm -hmm. and i'll kind of put for you know further solidifying kind of Sistar's status i think a big part of why they were up on number two of digital sales was mainly because it was kept was counted like it was like we said with big bang uh in our previous episode uh how gd and Taeyong's stuff was counted toward big bang um So you kind of put Sistar on her back and put them on on the map there. Uh, and Sistar, not to say Sistar slouches, they just, this, it was just how powerful this track was. Uh, but yeah, so I think it, you can't say uh, anything but stamp the approval of saying 2014 was a year of some.
1: Yeah. Like it I don't know that yes. my
0: headphones, yes, uh, but yeah that's that's uh our comeback we we let's talk about it a little bit uh, before uh, let's wrap up with some uh interesting tidbits about the whole year uh when it comes when it came to like uh you know these like ooh. every other artist, let's talk about some surprises, ooh, yes. let's reiterate, well surprises, do we even need to talk about Femme again, Femme... <laughs> We were surprised by Femme, and I think let's talk about how specifically we were surprised that this, just this group that came out of nowhere surprised us. We were surprised by Lip Service, uh, and how good that song was, like, like a lot of people, you you wanted to kind of hate-listen to it at first, but it was fantastic, and both, for both of these there were just these odd, out-of-nowhere like, duos that just kind of caught your attention, and was like, whoa, this is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Femme and Lip Service, huge surprises, and I think I'm like we, like I said, a huge surprise for this year. Uh, we, we were anticipating hashtag year of the rapper and we got that for quite a bit of the year. Uh, but this time, this year was also hashtag year of the collab. <laughs> uh, to say the least, cause they were, they were the main mainstays, but there were a ton of other collabs that, you know, impressed and were done really well and they, they don't so show a sign of stopping. Uh, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Um, I mean, there's
1: nothing from. more I could say about them. Like. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you of the collab, which is which is surprising. I think caught us by by surprise definitely. Yeah. Uh,
1: now this next thing, like lip service, lip service is kind of yum yum yum, like as a thing. Just like like you said, it was this weird silly thing that ended up being a lot better than I think we thought it was gonna be. And then like, and then just the fact that so many people did collaborations this year. And a lot of people that you wouldn't expect to do collaborations. Like, you know, Zoyu, Urban Zapata, like, Sonny and Reina, like, those kind of things. Like, it's just, those kind of collaborations you just don't expect. Yeah, but yeah, ended up being so really sure. I wish the uh, Sa- Rain- Sani one was a little bit more mix of both of their styles instead of just kind of one of their styles, but
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that. And uh, let's talk about disappointments <laughs> this year. <laughs> no, I think right, the this big first disappointment.
1: one, this first one, I don't get why you put that as a disappointment. I think I, it's just I was a disa- good year.
0: It was as a am I'm, I'm going to say specifically Hangover. I think. Hangover just did not did not impress me at all. Like mm-hmm. I understand like you know, Psy is still Sai. he's still gonna do his thing and he's still gonna have great concerts, he's still gonna succeed, but as a track, this that was his main release this year was Hangover. And I just was utterly disappointed by the track and kind of what came of it. I mean, it was it was okay, it was it was catchy, but he he can do better than mainly give, basically give the stage to Snoop Dogg and kind of hang around Snoop Dogg, like yeah. like a like a joke when we talked was, about it initially. It was a Snoop Dogg track.
1: Your in concert was was pretty good, like
0: yeah, I, I'll give him that. But like that's what that's what you would kind of un, I I understand that. I, I I I I I expect that. Like I I know that's going to happen. But like when it came to this is, I'm just saying this is what mainly disappointed me. Like his, uh, his release, his contribution to the year didn't quite impress me as much as I, I usually am impressed by, by size stuff. Uh, but yeah. And then the other one, the other disappointment it was a disappointment for the both of us. Uh, we, we were all rooting for you, Zico. We were all rooting okay. for you. <laughs> and that's Tough Cookie. Uh, oh, Zico's God. Tough Cookie. So Zico, we, we found out Zico was gonna do, uh, I, I found out Zico was gonna do a solo thing, and I was like, oh cool. Uh, I, I was looking forward to that. And then I found out, I saw, I heard the, the teaser and I heard, Tough Cookie, Tough Cookie, and I'm like... <laughs> okay, it's going to have a dumb chorus, but I imagine it's going to be cool otherwise, or whatever. You know, it's just going to be, you know, he's a good rapper. He could kind of carry that. The chorus will be dumb, but, you know, that's okay. You know, I can laugh at a dumb chorus and still enjoy the song for what it is. And then, and then it came out. And it was a try-hard mess. <laughs> okay, hold, on,
1: hold on, hold on. I'm going to slightly, I'm going to slightly play Devil's Advocate here and, and defend. What, what, what on here? I I'm gonna defend the Iko um and say that of what it was, right? Is is like like it's a good song, right? If you if you kinda of yeah. take out the video and the faggot yeah. part <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a good song. And it's Zyko being Zico. It's him knowing how to compose musically. It's yeah. him, um, like it's, um,
0: yeah, it, it is. It, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely see that. It, it's a definitely yeah. well-made song. It's a very well constructed song. It's a well-performed song. I, it's just. It's just the video, the, the presentation, the, the, the try hardness of it all. Like, like, he didn't have to go try, as try hard as he did. Like, A, that, and B, Don Mills needs to keep his shirt on.
1: <laughs> Yo, it's Don Mills, you yeah. Don Mills. <laughs> Was he like really mumble mouthed? Did it just sound like he just like, ate a bunch of, like, fucking cookies, let's say. Like, I think he
0: was eating the tough cookies. I think that explains a couple of things. He was <laughs> eating the cookies, and that explains two things. His mush mouth and wh- how he looks without his shirt. Both <laughs> things explained right now. He was eating them cookies, them tough cookies, and he had trouble chewing. Um, yeah. As long as he wasn't eating the tub cookies,' just, no oh
1: god no please i don't I don't want anybody to have to eat those tub cookies, like those tub cookies are probably fucking diseased <laughs> yeah. something. like they're they're bad, they're bad, nobody should nobody should be eating oh god, tub cookies
0: like yeah, animal. and like ah <laughs> uh, it it just annoyed me, I think the video just annoyed me to to know it, like him pulling out uh, doing them gun gun motions like. Like he's some gangster, like just constantly doing emotions and goddamn grills in his face. I'm like, ah, and, and here's the thing. A lot of these elements, uh, I laughed off in specifically in one video. is a lot of these similar elements. I laughed it off in CL's The his Female. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get worked up. I just kind of laughed it off. Why? Because I didn't expect as much from CL. I love CL. I love her to death and I love how her, her music is fun and still and fun and she she makes catchy tunes, but I didn't have expectations from her. Zico is somebody who I think has talent and potential and could make some really great stuff and all he had to do was keep it... You know, just kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. Like, just a simple yeah. video didn't have to, like, do a just you know, the, just him in front of a, you know, a stage, or him, like, even in the same, take the same setting, take out the grills, take that damn bandana off your head, you know, just in in, in a baggy t-shirt, then baggy pants, that's cool, like, I'm okay with the gold chain, no grills, no gun motions, no, like, uh, no objectifying women, <laughs> like, uh, well, man, I
1: mean, that's,
0: I know, I know, but it's the it doesn't mean I don't. Doesn't mean great. I. Uh, doesn't mean I like it. uh but yeah, yeah. you know, no, I know, I know, I know. Kanye did it, but no jacket with a kind of Confederate flag on it because it was dumb when Kanye did it too. <laughs> it was <laughs> dumb when Kanye wore it too. So, uh, and it's dumb when you wear it. Um, uh, it's uh, I, like I said. It what really bothered me and why I was so. Was so, like, worked up about it was because, like, like the, like, I keep bringing up the Tyra Banks quote, like, I was rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! Like, uh, because I have some, so, such expectation I still do. I think, I still think it's not like Zico is dead to me or anything. I think, I still think he's, he's got an him to keep doing music and I'm still looking forward to Block B's next release, like, Uh, they're probably working on something really awesome. Like I'm still looking forward to whatever else Zico does. Like I'm still hopeful, but it, this just bummed me out. And that's the main crux of like why I call it a disappointment specifically. Uh, but yeah, that was 2014, uh, in a nutshell musically, um, that kind of wraps it up for, for all the music elements. Uh, we're going to yeah. have one last episode where we talk about things in general and predictions uh and what not uh but uh that's that's the next episode for now this is it uh like I said follow the things kinkaz pd rave subscribe share like uh, that's it. Until And come next back, time.
1: please. Cause come we got, back. we got two more year episodes. We got the, the year prediction and the, just the wrap up. Well, no, one more episode. Not one
0: enough. more episode. We're all doing one. One more episode and, uh, come back for it. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, hopefully. Until next time. Hasta los wibbles.